Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Wow. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy. Broncos country. Let's ride. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for well over five years. He does my auto. He does my home. He's getting ready to do my life insurance. And I love working with him because he is so great about communicating. He's quick to return calls, quick to return emails. He does it even on his days off. Those are the type of people you want to work with because they actually care about you, right? And that's how you're going to feel if you work with Eric Cook and his staff at Cook Insurance. They have over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask so you can get the right policy. Call today, 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Time now. The lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, Mace, we've had a lot of breaking news today, including Von Miller. What are the guarantees on his deal? This coming from Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network. He has 32 million fully guaranteed at signing, 52 million dollars. In total guarantees. Wow. So effectively, it's it's six year, fifty-two million dollar deal. Yeah, it, it's a it's a or it's a three year, fifty-two million dollar deal. So we say two, they're looking at three. Okay, so this. he's getting paid a tick. Oh, he's getting paid a tick more than Chandler Jones. Yeah, because he got if three we're going years, by the guarantees. Yes, he got three years, uh-huh. and I'm. You know what? Would it surprise you one bit? If Vaughn and his agent looked at Chandler Jones's deal and said, I'm better than him. I'm a two-time Super Bowl champ. And look what he did in the playoffs. But And that's the thing. Buffalo's paying Vaughn Miller for, for postseason Vaughn. And right. something that we found out with the Rams is that, po- and we saw with the Broncos in 2015, postseason Vaughn is different than regular season Vaughn. No question. So would it, it wouldn't surprise me if Vaughn has a pedestrian sack total this year, like eight. I was talking, but then turns it up in the playoffs. I was talking to a friend of mine today, longtime sportscaster in Buffalo, when I was there as well. He's no longer in the business, but he's still a huge Bills fan, and he follows them religiously. <clears throat> we were talking about Chandler Jones, and I said, well, what's your pass rush like? He goes, well, we have a couple of first-round picks who they like. I said, I got news for you. If they really liked both of those first-round picks, they would not have been going after Chandler Jones. And now, if they really liked both of those first-round picks, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have given $52 million guaranteed to Von Miller. Right. Period. Yeah. With that, calling it a historic day for the Broncos, George Payton introduced Russell Wilson to Denver at a press conference today. Payton added, Russell has the it factor, great durability. I believe he has played in 165 straight games. Payton went on to say, Wilson is a winner. No one in their opening 10 
years has won more games than Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He will get us to where we need to go. I've never met anyone who is completely obsessed with winning. There's a lot of juice and energy in the building, but nothing is guaranteed. What were your overall thoughts as both of us were in the room for the press conference? I mean, I I wasn't surprised at how Russell Wilson impressed people. I mean, I, I recall, I mean, that's who he's been. I mean, he's definitely a little more polished, but this is who he was at Wisconsin. He's not a little ago. more polished. He is no, a finished, no, polished no. product. I'm saying like a little more polished than he was 11 years ago. Oh, of course. But even then, he was on a high level in terms of the the uh, the impression that he that he made, the confidence, the 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 work the meticulous nature that he has the work ethic I mean the thing the the story that I recall going into uh, the the draft process in 2012 was of course he transferred from North Carolina State to Wisconsin for the 2011 season and was and Wisconsin's got an o- offense with a lot of pro elements it's not a simple offense and he showed up in mid July he picked it up in two weeks right that that's because he just studied like a maniac leading into their summer practices and even though he wasn't there for spring ball he was clearly their number one their, their number one guy and, and quick and quickly became the team leader and so what he shows there what he showed today that's just that's who he is that's who he's always been right Wilson also said a couple of other interesting things he said my goal is to play 10 or 12 more years and win three to four more Super Bowls on playing against the AFC West, specifically Mahomes, Herbert, and Derek Carr. He said, I want to play against the best. I don't fear anything. Mm-hmm. Why would you want it any other way? And when he said, I don't fear anything, I, I don't want to overstate it and say there was a conviction, but you knew he meant it. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't look at Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and say, Oh man, it's gonna be tough. He he says Bring he believes it on. he's better. He believes he's better, and I think part. But part of that is, even though it wasn't always the elite quarterbacks, for much of his time in the NFC West, that division was top to bottom good. Right. Like there was that time in the in the mid 2010s, in the kind of the apex of the Legion of Boom era, where Arizona was terrific with Carson Palmer. And San Francisco was contending for Super Bowls year in and year out with Colin Kaepernick and, and Jim Harbaugh. So he knows what it's like to be among the tall trees of the league. And that's who you have to get through to win the division. So that's why I think he look. that's part of the reason why I think he looks and says, look, this isn't anything I haven't dealt with before. Bring it. Right. Okay. With that, let's set some expectations. Let's say he plays until he is 40. That's nine years. Mm-hmm. Okay, roughly nine years. Mm-hmm. What would have to be the case where you looked at this trade and said, it's a disappointment? Is it you don't go to a Super Bowl? Is it you don't win a Super Bowl? What is it? Does it have to be multiple Super Bowls? Playoff success is because it's it's a one game scenario. It's by and large somewhat random. That being said, I think for me, if you don't at least get to a Super Bowl, then it didn't work out. If you get there, and maybe you, I mean, sometimes you can have a bad day. Look, would Peyton Manning's tenure have been unsuccessful if the Broncos had only gotten to Super Bowl forty eight? I don't. To me, it wouldn't be. I think. I think to a lot of people it would have, but to me, it wouldn't have. 
I kind of accept the randomness a little bit more than most people. At the How end about of, you? Well, at the end of the day, for Broncos fans, they want to be relevant again. They want to be in the conversation. They want to be on national television. And I think they probably need to get to a Super Bowl. But if they're winning double-digit games every year, it's going to be hard to complain. But I can certainly understand what the disappointment would be. I mean, let me ask you they this. don't make yeah. it. Do you think, what do you think of the Matt Ryan era in Atlanta? Underwhelming. They've been to a Super Bowl. Yep. He's been MVP. Yep. He's well, kind well, of, well you, you said it. That's one. That's the same year. Right. He, they had a couple other years where they were the number one seed and they lost in the playoffs. Okay. Most of that time they've been a contender, but they didn't get over the top. Right. Was, so you say underwhelming. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I think it's a, he's borderline. Like he's borderline. Yeah, borderline. I'm looking at playoff numbers for Russell Wilson because really that's what it's all about, mm-hmm. isn't it? Playoff stats, right? Yeah. Yeah. His playoff stats: he has completed 61 percent of his passes, 8.4 yards per pass, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Quarterback rating overall: 95. Mm-hmm. He's been more than fine. He hasn't been outstanding, but he's been more than fine. Yes. Now let's see what happens with an offense and a team that's built around him. Because now you go from a team that's run game and defensive centric to one where the priority is the quarterback in the pass game. Right. This is what Russ has been waiting for. Right. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from one of Russell Wilson's teammates, K.J. Hamler. He was at the press conference today. I caught up with him after the press conference to gauge his excitement about his new quarterback. And as I said to him, there are a lot of mouths to feed in that wide receiving core. Is everyone going to eat? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Wow. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy Broncos country, let's ride. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, it is dinner time. We just had our friends from uh, Windfall Brewing Company come in. What was your favorite stuff that they brought in? I love that buffalo chicken sandwich. Right. I thought it was really good, too. Yeah. And uh, AJ, you, excuse me, Nolan. You're AJ, but I call you Nolan. Come on over to the mic. How was that ribeye with that mushroom demi-gloss? It was excellent. What, could you just, to me, I could just eat the demi-gloss all by itself. Say that again? I could eat the demi-gloss, the mushroom demi-gloss, all by itself. Just yeah, if you can food. buy bottles of it, like, I'm, right. I'm all for it. Just drink it straight. Right. So, Windfall Brewing Company, you can find them in the Orchard Town Center. Highly recommend you go there. Uh, the food is outstanding. Their executive chef came from Shanahan's. He was the sous chef there. They have 17 beers on tap. Also, um, they have a great arcade up there as well. 
Mm-hmm. So you need to check that out. Pac-Man, Pinball, so on and so forth. Windfall Brewing Company. Got to check them out in Westminster. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group. Focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, so Russell Wilson, as you know, met the media today. More than a few of his uh, new teammates uh, were there at the press conference today. Justin Simmons was there, leader on the defense. Tim Patrick was there. K.J. Hamler was there. And after the press conference is over, I had a chance to catch up with K.J., who is still recovering from an injury. As you were listening to Russell, what were your thoughts that went through your mind? Um, You know, I think the thoughts running through my mind were just confidence you know um just i've been watching him since i was growing up so i already know what he's capable of and things of that nature so it just he kind of motivates me just from hearing him talk just motivation and just you know just just to think you got a quarterback like that in the room is amazing so you know him saying all these things and you know talking to us you know it gives me more confidence even when i go through rehab and things like that like i gotta get back just so i can throw just so i can catch balls from him you know so it's gonna be amazing I say this with all due respect to Drew and to Teddy, but is this just a different feel? I think it is. You know, um, I think anytime you bring a player who's won a Super Bowl, you know, brought the team to a Super Bowl is always amazing. But I, I put him in the Hall of Fame kind of status, you know. So, um, and like I said, I still talk to Teddy. You know, I just congratulated him on his deal. Um, I talk to him all the time. That's like really my big brother. You know, Drew, I still talk to as well. Um, but. You know, just having a guy like Russ around is, is going to be pretty amazing. You know, still trying to figure, you know, still trying to, like, I am out and just feel for him, you know, because we don't really know how exactly he is yet. But I know he's a winner, so that's all that matters. Being a young player, you grew up watching this guy. You yeah. watched him play in Super Bowls. It's not that you fantasized about playing with him necessarily, but what did you see on the field from this guy? And now he is standing right to my left, and he's your teammate. Yeah, it was crazy. Even even when we played Seattle in the preseason, you know, just I'm like, man, that's Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you think of things like that, and it's just like, man, I remember watching him. I was in middle school, high school, so um, it's kind of surreal. You know, I, like I said, I thought the same way when I first got drafted. And I came and I met Vaughn for the first time. You know, so you know, just uh, trying to pick his brain and and be a sponge and absorb everything that he tells me and knowledge and things like that because you know he's been in the league for ten plus years or whatever, or going on eleven. So um, just learn from him. He way he knows way more than me. So I just want to be there. Um, but he's very been motivating me um, just from talking and just from being around him for the past few days. And so, you know, I, I, I go into treatment every day, go in there and grind it. And, you know, I want to because I want to be prepared for, for him to throw balls to me, throw to me. I know the wide receiver mentality. You you guys like to eat. Yeah. You didn't get a chance to eat that much last year. I know that you were injured, but I'm saying generally speaking as a group, wide receivers didn't get a chance to eat. So you got you, Jerry, mm-hmm. Cortland. And Tim, are there enough mouths? Are there enough mouths? Hey, you know, um, are there too many mouths? <laughs> you know, I think we got a special room. We got a special room. You know, adding him is like, you know, another key package to it. So, I think the most important thing, you know, I'm I'm used to it because you know I I try to make every opportunity and take it to advantage. You know, so I'm used to not always getting the ball and things like that. But you know, I know what I'm capable of. Me personally, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I could do on the field. Um, but the rest of us, you know. We all love each other, you know, so we're going to feed off of everybody's energy. You know, I remember um, the New York, the Giants game, you know, Court only had one catch, but he still 
congratulating, still happy. You know, we got the win. You know, right. I think winning is more important than our personal stats. You know, all that personal accolades will come later after we win. Okay, I want you to think about something for a second. You know Russell is considered to be the best deep ball thrower in the NFL. It's my understanding that's what you do. You like the deep throw, don't you? So how much is KJ going to eat this year when you get on the field knowing that those bombs are waiting for you because you are the guy getting behind the defense? Yeah, um, you know, just first I got to get healthy. He's always, <laughs> right, but, right. you know, um, I think a lot of people compare me to Deshaun Jackson, and Deshaun Jackson is one of my favorite players of all time. Um, you know, he's he's my big he's my big bro. You know, I talk to him a lot. And, um, you know, just seeing what Russ did with Tyler Lockett, and I'm a big fan of Tyler Lockett as well, you know, me and him talk. And I'm like, man, I could do that. Or I could be better than that. You know, so um, I'm excited. You know, I just want to run past guys, you know. Overall, just make plays for us, make him look good, you know, so that's my whole thing. Where are you at on your rehab? Um, I'm like five and a half, six months out, so, okay. you know, first games in six or seven months, so I'll be ready. You know, the thing that uh, Russell Wilson that, that does best, you could say, is the deep ball. No question. And he's perfect for KJ. He's perfect that's for That's why KJ we talked Hammer. about him, like, yeah. man. That guy's going to love playing with him when he gets on the field. And again, I mean, is there room for him among those receivers? Well, if he's healthy and playing well, they will make room for him. They will run more four wide sets to get him out there. They will find they will find a way. It's a nice bonus to have KJ Hamler in that vertical speed. You just hope for his sake that he can hold up and stay healthy this time, but the idea of him running behind a defense that uh, is focused on uh, the other receiving targets. And, uh, boy, I mean, Russ, Russell's really excited to work with Jerry Judy. Oh, yeah. He made that clear today. Um, and I think and, – and the coaches are excited to work with Jerry Judy as well. Um, there's if, – if, if Hamler's healthy, he's going to find himself in a lot of mismatches. No question. It's funny, I saw Tim Patrick right after the press conference, and I joked to him, and I said, you know what happened in 2011 and 2012 here in Denver? Mm-hmm. Demarius Thomas put up nice numbers. Eric Decker put up decent numbers. Then when Peyton Manning got here, they put up huge numbers. I said, did maybe sign that contract too soon? And he started to laugh like, not an awful point. I know he's very happy to be here. I know he's. I know he's very happy to have that contract and that guaranteed money. Yep. But if you really think about it, what if Tim Patrick was going into a free agent year this year? What if Corland Sutton was going into a free agent year this year? Well, they'd be getting paid. Right. And they already. I don't want to say they took discounts. The Broncos got a good deal, but they also got their money. But think about what your numbers look like when you play with a guy like Russell Wilson as opposed mm-hmm. to a Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. That's why I think Tim was kind of chuckling, like, "Damn, boy, that's a good point." At the same time, the other thing that we know is this. A reason why Russell Wilson wanted to come to Denver was the receivers that had been signed. That they had re-signed Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. That they had Gary Judy under three more years of team control. That was part of the equation, too. So it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Maybe Tim Patrick isn't going to make the money he would have if his contract window had opened a year later, but that contract he signed also helped them get Russell Wilson. It gave him the opportunity to work with Russell Wilson. Right. Coming up after the break, we've had a lot of breaking news today. We've talked a lot about Russell Wilson and his press conference today. Von Miller has signed with the Buffalo Bills, and I think it is fair to say they are now the prohibitive 
favorite to win the Super Bowl. They are already the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl, according to many Vegas sports books. Now adding Miller, a really good pass rusher. We know who he is. That's something. But the other big news coming out of the world of sports, and this isn't just a local story, it's a huge national story. Chris Bryant has signed with the Colorado Rockies. Big deal, right? Seven years, $182 million. The risk of sounding cynical. Why don't you give that to Trevor's story? We'll talk about that next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. You drive us wild, we'll drive you crazy. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at TheOptimumGolf.com. Big news coming out of the Rockies organization. They have agreed to terms with Chris Bryant on a seven-year, $182 million contract. What is that, about $27 million a year? Exactly $26 million a year. $26 million a year. Mm-hmm. How important was this move? Can you, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. About an 8. Okay, I, I'm going to go spinal tap and say mine goes to 11. Yeah. They had to have a big bat in their lineup. Kron is good. He's a nice power hitter, uh, although he had a pretty good power hitting year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ryan McMahon has really picked it up as well. But they needed to have a middle of the order. And they knew they could not go into next season uh, without a power bat. They only had two guys with over 20 home runs last year. And that was McMahon and that was C.J. Cron. So now I think a lot of Rockies fans are going to ask, well, why are you giving Bryant all this money when you probably could have spent literally the same amount on Trevor's story? I saw some projections of what story is expected to get, and it's in the neighborhood of about five years, $25 million per. It's pretty much the same deal as Chris Bryant. So why not spend the money on Corey, on Corey, on story? It's a good question. I can tell you why. Tell me. He didn't want it. He didn't want it. There's no amount of money that would have brought him back. And as for Nolan Arenado, he couldn't get out of there fast enough. Now, granted, this was the Jeff Breidich era. Now it's the Bill Schmidt era. Maybe things have changed. But if you're Chris Bryant, and I'm not trying to pile on the Rockies organization, but they don't have the greatest reputation around baseball. 
And I hope Bill Schmidt's a great success. But from the people who I have talked to around baseball, hiring Bill Schmidt was a puzzling move as GM. Well, literally, uh, would any team have considered hiring Bill Schmidt? No. If they had a GM opening, no other team would have had him on their list. No. So I want to read something that uh, Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic put on Twitter. He said, Brian earned the right to become a free agent and signed with the team of his choice. But did he not talk to Arenado or any of the other former Rockies who grew disillusioned in Colorado? Tremendous as Brian's contract is, how long is it before he becomes disillusioned too? And that's a really fair point. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. I, I consider Dan O'Dowd a friend of mine. And there were a lot of things he didn't do well. There were more than a few things that he did do well. He is responsible for drafting Story. He is responsible for drafting Freeland and Arenado and Holiday and trading for Carlos Gonzalez. He did a lot more good things by far than Jeff Breidich ever did. But Mace, at the risk of sounding completely cynical, why didn't... Here... I'll just be completely direct. Is it really about winning for Chris Bryant? Because he knows the organization that he's going to. It's not that it's not that the Rockies don't have a nice starting pitching staff, okay? But when you look at the Dodgers and the Giants, it's kind of like looking at the Chiefs and the Chargers with Mahomes and Herbert. And then who, the and then the Padres are right. basically the Broncos right. having just brought in Russell Wilson. Who wants to compete in this division? Okay? But the difference is it's a quarterback centric league and mm-hmm. you have a better chance to win. Chris Bryant will make a difference. But in baseball one guy generally speaking does not carry a team unless you are Barry Bonds of 2001, 2002, 2003. I mean, basically, you've got to pass the camel through the eye of the needle to be a playoff team. And that, with all respect to Chris Bryant, although he's going to elevate the offense, no question, it's going to be about whether this rotation is for real or not. Right. If they, They're unproven. They're unproven. They really if are. If they can take, the as a collective, the next step off of really a promising four months to end last season. Right. If they do that, again, they're not winning the division, but with three wild cards, Mm -hmm. can they be one of the three wild cards? Possibly, yes. Now, again, the competition is stern because one of the Giants or Dodgers is probably going to be a wild card. The Padres, I expect, are going to be much better this year. I got news for you. And then look at what, and and then you start looking around the NL and, uh, you know the, the Mets continue to to build things up. You've all we've got the Cardinals all always there. Uh, you've you've got to, I believe it's what you've got the um the last the last three world champions lurking around the NL with the Dodgers, Braves, and the and the Nationals. Right. Well, here's the thing, and I think I just saw this today, and I need to check it out right now, which is what I am going to do. Um, when you look at the Rockies' regular season schedule, mm-hmm. they better hope that they have a playoff spot locked up oh, God. by September 29th. Because if they don't, actually, let me rephrase that. They better have a playoff spot locked up by September 25th. Because if they don't, after playing a three-game series against San Diego, they have three against San Francisco on the road, and then they finish up 
six straight games in L.A. They better have something locked up. Because if they think they can go into a wild card hunt two games out, <coughs> no, you have six consecutive games at Dodger Stadium. You're, I don't like the odds of that. That Talk about drawing the short straw yep. right there. Getting those six games. And by the way, three, three of them were basically rescheduled from the start of the year. Right. And then on top of that, like if you look at that into that road trip as a whole, they're closing with nine in a row against San Francisco and L.A. You know what? I'll go back a yeah. little bit. I'll go back a little bit. So let's go all the way back to September 13th. Look at their schedule. They have two games against the White Sox, and you know they're going to be good. Yes. I have no idea how good the Cubs will be. There's a three-game series there. Then they have four at home against one, two, three, four. Uh-huh. Four at home against San Francisco. Including you know they're going to be good. Including dollar hot dog night, baby. Okay. Then they have three at home against San Diego. I know you finish up with a lot of uh, you know games against y- your own division, but then nine straight Road games. There is a very against San Francisco and the Dodgers. There is a very real possibility their last sixteen games are all against playoff teams, including the Cubs. No, that's starting with the Giants, and then that's the the the, the week long homestand: Giants for four, Padres for three, and then the nine game road trip. I don't think the Cubs are a playoff team. They're a mystery. I don't think they end up being a playoff team. If I was Chris Bryant, I would not come to the Rockies. I wouldn't have. If, if if he wants a legitimate, listen. When your owner here, by the uh, way, other teams on the schedule in September. You mentioned the White Sox, also the Brewers, also Atlanta. Right. I'm not worried about Atlanta. <laughs> I knew you. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. They don't have Freddie Freeman anymore. So what's the difference? Or at least they're not. They going literally to. just replaced him with the guy who's as close to his equal as you can find. If I was Scott <laughs> Boris, okay, I would be as real with my client as I could be. Uh huh. I'd say if it's all about money, go with the Rockies because I don't think you're going to see any stories coming out like you did with, uh, is it DJ Jones who just signed with the Broncos? uh Uh, Peter Schrager of NFL Network put out there that he had more money in offers to go someplace else. Uh But he wanted to come here and play in Denver and with Russell Wilson, right? (laughs) I like how you got Russell Wilson in there. Well, yeah. Well, it was really with Russell Wilson. It wouldn't have been with Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. My point is this. Russell will probably be around taking some BP just for the fun of it with the Rockies. Yeah. You know you know he's going to be hanging around over there. No, I've, I've no doubt. Yeah. Um, he could be the next Deion Sanders or Bo Jackson, <laughs> but I digress. Um, he still loves baseball. If, if I'm Scott Boris, these are the three things I say to my client. Yeah. Chris Bryant. Number one, generally speaking, Dick Monfort has shown a willingness to spend. He has just had the wrong person with the credit card in his hand. Mm-hmm. But that guy is gone now. That's a positive. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. You're making more money here than you're making anywhere else. That's a positive. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's positive. And here's my closing argument. Your owner said his expectation is to make the playoffs twice in every five years. That's not a positive. That's my closing argument. Yeah. So you can go for the money, which is great. Okay. And they are willing to spend. But Monfort has made so many missteps in running his organization and he's gotten way too involved. That's why the expectation is making the playoffs twice every five years. I'm not questioning how much Chris Bryant wants to win and he will improve the Rockies specifically in their lineup, but he has to know 
that the Rockies are at best a third-place team in their own division, more than likely fourth every single year. What if I told you, it sounds like I'm doing like a, uh, you know, a 30 for 30. 30 for 30, thank you. What if I told you? What if I told you that since 2015, the Cubs have as many playoff appearances as the Rockies do in their history? Well, but you got to remember, you're not talking about the Chicago Cubs from 1910 well, to 2000. Right, that's what I, but, that, but that's the point. The, cu- the, the Cubs are no longer an organization where it's okay to fail. Right. They've become an organization and their fan base has become a fan base that expects success. What it has shown, signing Chris, Chris Bryant, that this is not going to win people back because Arenado, they gave him away. Story's not going to be coming back. Now Chris Bryant is the face of your franchise. That builds a little bit of goodwill with with the fan base. But if Dick Monfort is a rowboat, he has filled up the rowboat with water. It is sinking fast. Chris Bryant is about seven buckets trying to get the water out of the boat. Make sense? Yeah. But but the, the rowboat is still sinking. So he's built up a little bit more goodwill, but he's got a long way to go. This is not going to solve the problem with how the fans feel about Nick, Dick Monfort, although it helps a little bit because it shows that he's willing to spend. And anybody who said Dick Monfort's not willing to spend, look at the contract he gave Arenado. I mean, frankly, anything short of consistent contention status in a World Series is not going to change the arc of, on Dick Monfort. Th- this, is the, this is the sad chain of events that has happened with the Rockies organization. And now nobody else is there to speak up. And I'm going to go all the way back to Larry Walker. I know he's a Hall of Famer, but he was a classic complainer. Mm -hmm. Okay? So he gets in a young Todd Helton's ear. That's what he did, right? Yeah. And then Helton became bitter, although he was bitter already, but that's a whole other story. Then you have Helton getting in a young Matt Holliday's ear who eventually wanted out. Then you have Holiday getting in a Troy Tulowitzki's ear, a young Troy Tulowitzki, and he wanted out. And then you had Tulowitzki getting into a young Nolan Arenado's ear, and then Arenado wanted out. And then you have Arenado getting into a young Trevor Story's ear, and Story wants out. So you broke the chain. No one's left. You broke the chain. Unless that guy is going to be Ryan McMahon, but he hasn't hit the point of stardom. Right. Where he could be that voice. So the chain is broken. So now Chris Bryant is walking into a locker room where no one can be, for lack of a better phrase, real with the history of this organization. Right. I mean, they can tell him things like, hey, Remember when our remember when our analytics crew had to double uh, doing laundry in the pandemic season, right? And then they all quit, right? What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? A couple big games for Darcy Kemper these last few, and another night in the NBA, another star scoring sixty points. We'll talk about all that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. But not time for me to go. The 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche got another win last night in Los Angeles and back-to-back shutouts for Darcy Kemper versus Calgary the game before and then against the Kings last night. He is tied for ninth in Avs franchise history with the most shutouts with five this season. He needs 10 total for a top five all-time spot in Avs franchise history. 21 games remaining this regular season, how many more shutouts do you think Kemper is going to get for himself? Um, uh, let's say two. 17. That would be very impressive. I'm very optimistic. People say I'm cynical. I'm not. How many more games do they have left again? 21. I'll go with 22. I mean, how many games have you played so far this year? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to find 43. So he has what you said, five shutouts, right? Correct. Five and forty-three. Um, okay, so that's about one every eight and a half games. He said they had seventeen games left. Twenty-one or twenty-one, but you figure he'll play about seventeen of those. Sure. All right, there you go. That's. I'll stick with two more because that's yeah. Basic, your two was pretty much right up there with the numbers. Yeah, it's based that. That's basically the rate that he's uh, that that he that he's got right now. So hey, bring it on. Or maybe this is just the start of something, and he'll never have anything but a shutout for the rest of his career. Not likely? Not likely. But Not likely. <laughs> you can root for it. Uh, just in case you missed it, Baker Mayfield getting out ahead of things in Cleveland, thanking the fans and the city with the Browns potentially going to be moving in a different direction at QB. What do you see as Baker Mayfield's future in the NFL? Well, I can tell you because we were going to talk about this today. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it tomorrow. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give a hint then. Yeah. I talked to somebody very close to the situation. Very, mm-hmm. very close to the situation. Yeah. The Browns went after Deshaun Watson. The Falcons went after Deshaun Watson. The difference is the Falcons organization told Matt Ryan they were going to do that. The Browns did not. Baker Mayfield, from the per- the person who I talked to, saw this on social media and called Baker and said, "Do you know that your team, the Bronco, the Browns, are going after Deshaun Watson?" That's how Baker Mayfield found out. There were already some issues in terms of, I don't want to say trust. There was already some friction there, Mm -hmm. but this is it. I was told Baker Mayfield has his mind made up whether they get Deshaun Watson or not. He's out. He does not want to play for them again. Now, let me further this by saying this person said to me that Mayfield has not demanded a trade. He has not asked for a trade. He said to me, it's two and a half months until until a mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. 
So I said to the person, do you believe Mayfield will hold out and take fines? And the person said to me, it's too early to make that prediction right now. But Mayfield does not want to take another snap for the Browns again. Yeah. By the way, what's interesting, Matt Ryan's sister-in-law responded to a tweet that Adam Schefter posted about how of saying that the light, the the lines of communication were kept open between Ryan's and the, and the Falcons, and they informed him. And she wrote, "Then he reported wrong." Unquote. So she refutes the notion that Ryan was kept in the loop. Well, by the, Falcons. the person that I talked yeah. to today said that Ryan was informed. Okay. That they let him know, as this person mm-hmm. said to me, because they respect him. And yeah. that's not how the Browns organization feels about Baker Mayfield. And the person also added, it's just the Browns being the Browns, and that's why they've always been the as Browns. As a wise man told me many, many years ago, that's why some teams win and some teams lose. Right. Right. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Where do you think Baker Mayfield ends up then? Indianapolis. It makes the most sense. But and he and he would do very well on that offense. But 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 if Deshaun Watson goes to the Falcons and that's going to be tough for them to get that under the cap, mm-hmm. then I think Matt Ryan becomes in play to go to the Colts. And the thing is that the Colts are a team that for all the talk of Buffalo, the AFC West, the Colts fancy themselves a contender. They believe with the right leadership at quarterback, which they did not feel they had with Carson Wentz last year, that with the talent they have at the skill spots, Jonathan Taylor, maybe the best running back in the league right now, and on defense, they feel like they can contend too. Right. Now, who else is looking for a quarterback? The Saints are. The Panthers are. Who else could use a quarterback right now? Houston could, but it looks like they're going to ride no, Davis Mills. They're sticking the with him. So I am sure David Tepper would be dumb enough to give up a whole bunch of first-round draft picks because he's so desperate for a quarterback. And then... New Orleans might be interested mm-hmm. in doing that as well. So you have two teams that might be willing to bite, but I think the team to look at clearly are the Colts. Carousel spinning. Yep. Just in case you missed it, another night in the NBA, another star scoring 60 points. It was Cat on Monday night. Last night, Kyrie Irving, a career high in a Brooklyn franchise record, 60 points in a 150-108 win over the Magic. Mm-hmm. More likely to have a 60-point game. Jokic or a healthy Jamal Murray? They've both gotten a 50. Jamal Murray, because Jokic plays a more all-around game. Right. I, I, the, there, there, there could be a night where when Jamal Murray comes back, he's just hot, and they just, okay, feed him. And, and Jokic would happily feed him if he's hot. Jokic would take his 16-assist night for Jamal to get 60 and, just, and go on his merry way. Just the mentality that he has. Right. Yeah, it's great, it's great that uh, Kyrie Irving scored 60, yeah. but he's played in 19 games. So, so find a way to play more games. By the way... Not because he was injured. I know we were afraid of the Nuggets getting not taking the Wizards seriously. Yeah. Beating him by 16 midway through the second quarter, 52-36. Yeah. Weren't, weren't, the, uh, weren't the Sixers up by 19? Yeah. Okay. But now the Nuggets are up by 16. That's good. That's Good. What I mean. Keep your foot on the gas, baby. Yeah, Bones already got nine points. All right, that is going to do it for us. Uh, AJ, fantastic job today, a.k.a. Nolan. Danny, great job putting together all the sound today uh, from the Russell Wilson press conference. Appreciate Sorry, your hard I didn't work. Have everything you guys wanted. No, we, we did. You got everything that we wanted. And oh, by the way, I want to say this publicly because not a lot of people know about it. We'd like to congratulate Danny Bailey becoming the new 
janitor at milehighsports.com. I the show. But he's also the executive producer now as well. Congratulations. Well-earned promotion. Mace, great job today. You too. Make it the best possible night you can. See us coming, I think it's best. Move away, do you?